150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 11. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List. From January to October, twice a month, I count down from 50 to 31, and then throughout the month of November, which about 11 years ago I dubbed to be Persecuted Church Awareness Month, I count down from 30 to number one. Yes, it is a countdown, and yes, that's why the episode numbers go backwards. You haven't lost your mind. Yesterday was episode 12, today is episode 11, tomorrow will be episode 10, we'll hit through the top 10 until the end of the month when we get to country number one, which is the worst country in the world for Christians to live in based upon the persecution they endure for their faith in Jesus Christ. So, there's a little background on the podcast. All that being said, it is Saturday, November 20th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. An attack on a Christian man in Indonesia took place at the end of October, but only surfaced in recent days. The man is a member of the Protestant Huria Batak Church in Amansari, in the district of Karawang, East Java, Indonesia. The perpetrators of the attack were a group of unidentified Islamic radicals. These radicals attacked the man's house and extensively damaged it. The violence was triggered by rumors which spread among Islamic extremist groups that the man's house was being used as a place of worship for Christians. Christians in Indonesia often turn to house churches as they face great difficulties in constructing real churches since there are many government rules and criteria at play. For instance, interested parties need to submit an authorization of at least 60 residents to get the process moving forward. Even if they have the authorization, construction can be interrupted and permits can still be revoked by the government, which faces pressure from Islamic extremists. With respect to the attack on this man's house and the perception that it was, a house, that it was housing a church, several governmental and religious figure, figures in Indonesia have issued statements or taken action following reports of the incident. The Synod of the Indonesian Protestant Church issued an official note on their website stating that the house where the attack occurred is a private residence never used as a place of worship. It has hosted organizational meetings with laity, they said, but never worship services. Further, the government officials associated with the Ministry for Religious Affairs have also condemned the attack or taken action. For instance, Mohammed Nurazaman, a collaborator of the Ministry for Religious Affairs, condemned the attack and, violence in, and expressed solidarity with the Synod of Indonesian Protestant Church. He stated, quote, Violent gestures of this nature are illegal and contrary to all the principles of any religion, unquote. He further added that in the events 
in the event of disputes, violence should not transpire, but problems should instead be resolved diplomatically and peacefully. In terms of taking action, in recent days, the Ministry of Religious Affairs has sent an investigative team to the area to take stock of the situation and to work towards a solution together with the Carrowing Forum for Interreligious Dialogue. So, all this being said, apparently there is something happening. But as we see over over and over as these incidents happen, uh, many times the government really doesn't enforce anything once they've taken some kind of action it's a it's just a a show of well we want to be you know inclusive or or something to that effect but then action is never really taken punishment is never given justice is never meted out so pray for um our brother here i i don't remember if it gave his name no it's this unknown brother in Indonesia, pray for him that he heals quickly. Pray for the church in that area and pray that the government actually would follow through on these investigative uh, maneuvers. And if someone, if the people who did this are found, that they would be brought to justice. And hopefully pray that they would be repentant and come to faith to faith in Christ. And that brings us to our world watch list country for today, which is number 11, Iraq. So some facts about Iraq. The region is the Middle East. The persecution type is Islamic oppression. The main religion is Islam. The persecution level is extreme. The population of Iraq is 41,503,000, of which about 175,000 are Christians. So uh, less than 10% are Christians in that area. The government is a federal parliamentary republic, and the leader is President Barham Salih. What does persecution look like in Iraq? What is life like for Christians there? After years of violence, an uncertain peace has come to Iraq. But 2020 saw recurrent violent protests, and the instability in Iraq is a catalyst for the ongoing persecution of Christians. Christians from a Muslim background often keep their faith a secret because of the pressure and threats they are likely to receive from extended family members, clan leaders, and the wider society. Christian converts converts risk losing inheritance rights or the right to marry, and they are not allowed to marry Christians as the law still considers them Muslim. Islamic extremists remain active in Iraq, attacking and kidnapping Christians. The government also discriminates against Christians in various contexts. From the workplace to checkpoints, blasphemy laws can also be used against those who try to spread the gospel. Persecution faced in public and private life has not changed significantly, but the level of violence faced by Christians has increased sharply in the past year, which is largely the reason that Iraq has risen in ranks from the number 15 to number 11 on the World Watch list. This is due to more reports of churches being closed after attacks by Turkey in northern Iraq and a slight increase in the number of Christians who were abducted. Christians from a Muslim background are the most vulnerable to attack and other forms of persecution in Iraq. Ways that we can pray for Iraq. Pray for a breakthrough in Iraq and 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 an end to the waves of violence. Ask the Lord to put peace into the hearts of Christians and those who persecute them. Pray that God will turn the hearts of Iraq's leaders to him. Pray that they will be given wisdom to lead their country with righteousness and mercy.
Praise God for the amazing opportunities that people experience when it comes to sharing the gospel. Pray for a holy thirst and hunger among the people of Iraq for God. Let's pray. Father, again, we we thank you this morning for this opportunity we have to come together to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we praise you that you have provided us with the internet, with this social media platform, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, or whatever else uh, we may be forced to use in the future. But we praise you that, that we can come together across vast distances and even across the span of time as many people will watch this video later or if they can't watch the video, we'll listen to the audio podcast and yet still join their voices with ours as we pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we lift up this brother in Indonesia. We don't know his name, but you do, Lord. We pray that you would quickly bring healing to his body, that you would bring, bring peace to him and his family, whoever is in his household, um, that you would provide a means to repair anything on his home that has been damaged. Uh, Father, we pray that the government will step in and actually make good on their promises to investigate and find those who have done this and that those uh, men would be brought to justice, Lord, and that they would see that this brother, even in the face of persecution, in the face of of brutal beatings and and, uh, destruction of his home, Lord, that he's still willing to stand firm in his faith in you and that they would see that and that witness would be a catalyst for the Holy Spirit to move in them, to regenerate their hearts, to draw them to faith and repentance, Lord, and that we would see even this man's persecutors uh, come to faith and be saved. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Iraq. We do pray that there would be a breakthrough of you know new laws and new government to uh, break the chain of violence that is happening. We pray for... Uh, those Muslims who are so fundamentalist in their faith that they, they see this as a necessity to attack and to exercise violence on their Christian neighbors. Lord, we ask that you would put peace into the hearts of the Christians who are being persecuted, that you would give them comfort, Lord, that you would give them peace, that you would continue to help them grow in maturity in their faith as they get closer and closer to you, Lord. You would increase their boldness to even proclaim the gospel in the face of persecution, that they would keep proclaiming your gospel, what you did for them on the cross, and calling others to repentance and faith. Lord, we pray that that you would turn the hearts of the leaders back to you. Lord, those who are in, in government roles in this Islamic government, Lord, we pray that they would become Christians, that they would turn in repentance and faith in you and that they would be converted and that in that they would start to uh, to make changes in the laws in there in Iraq, Lord, and that the blasphemies laws would be stricken down and that more and more religious freedom would be available to all, all religious minorities, especially the Christians there, Lord. We pray that uh, that you would continue to Again, give people uh, a boldness to share the gospel, uh, that they would recognize what a, a privilege it is to take what you have done for them, the salvation that you have given them, and proclaim it to the others, those around them, and that you would use that, Lord, that you would draw those people, all the people of Iraq, to um, a desire to repentance, that you would, again, in your sovereignty, Lord, your word says you draw them. No one can come to you unless you are drawn. And Lord, we pray that you would draw 
the, the men, the Muslim men in this area, the governmental uh, entities in this area, that you would draw all of them to repentance and faith in you, Lord, that we would see religious freedom begin to happen, that we would see less and less attacks on Christians begin to happen, and Lord, that it would open up and that the country would be more and more open and available for uh, proclaiming the gospel and for more Christians to come in and to work and to do the things that you've called them to do, Lord. And again, we ask that in all these things that you would be glorified because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys again for taking the time out of your day, uh, 10 to 15 minutes to join me as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, just to be aware of the things that are going on. If you know anybody else who would be willing to join us, you can give them the link and invite them to join the Fifth Seal Facebook page. Then go over to the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube where all this is published. Subscribe, hit the notification, get all the content that I put out there on that page. If they don't have time to watch the video, uh, anywhere they get um, audio podcasts, be it Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, any of those places, they can even go to Pinecast, which is the the, the servers, the platform where I host the, uh, the all the podcasts. They can go there and download the MP3, put it in their headphones, take it with them, and be able to join us as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who have faith in Christ. We have 10 more days in uh, of the World Watch List, 10 more days in Persecuted Church Awareness Month. Again, I just thank you for being with us and, and, and joining in prayer through all of this. And as always... Preach the gospel at all times. Use words, because they are necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.